You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, November 12th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We will be joined in just a sec by Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. As always, I'd like to remind you to please go give this pod a five-star review on iTunes. Leave a question. It really helps us out. We usually have this guy on to talk recruiting, and we will get to that. But, Steve, we must deal with the news of yesterday. Maryland canceled the Ohio State game this weekend that was to be played in College Park. Due to the COVID, the game was not postponed. It was canceled. So Ohio State has lost at least one audition tape to put out for the college football playoff. When you heard this news, what was your vibe? Well, I was disappointed that, unfortunately, this is the landscape we're all living in um, right now. And it, 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 it's, th- I mean, these kids are working hard to play and these coaches are coaching hard to play. And you know, obviously, I think these young men want to run out of the tunnel and, and play. And, you know, the, the landscape of life right now says they can't. And, and so it's disappointing. But my take on it is if Ohio State's still able to win the Big Ten, and I don't know um, if there's like a rule of how many games you have to play, but if there's not, I think if you still win the Big Ten, I think that they're going to get into the playoff and, you know, they'll get a chance to showcase their talent versus, you know, Alabama and whoever else is there, which is looking like Notre Dame right now. And, um, you know, uh, you got Florida and Texas A&M in the mix and certainly Oregon uh, from the Pac-12. Those would be the, schools I like the most uh, for the playoff as we talked this morning. Definitely frustrating. This was obviously the primary concern when Kevin Warren and company theoretically resolved the Big Ten issue. There were no buffer dates put in, so we all knew if there was a COVID outbreak at any program on your schedule, you were going to miss some time. We said the first thing that comes to your mind when you talk about Ohio State is will they have enough games to make the college football playoff? I will say this. When this first happened and we did first get the schedule, et cetera, I had a great fear that missing games would affect that. Now that I've seen the landscape play out, like you said, and the fact that everybody has postponed or canceled games on some level, every conference is dealing with this that's playing. I think Ohio State's going to be all right when it comes to that. Now, extremes are extremes. If they don't play any more games, obviously that would be a pisser. If they play the rest of their games or even miss one more, I think they've got a real good shot to get in. That's obviously something we'll follow. Not the most pleasant of topics. Thankfully, Ohio State does not just get it done in games. They get it done on the recruiting trail, and that is what we really have you for here. This morning, Bill Curlick answered some questions from our users and said there are three guys being recruited by Ohio State still in the class of 2021. The Washington duo of Emeka Egbuga and JT Tuomolau and linebacker Rajon Davis, who is committed to LSU. We know about the first two. Can you tell us a little bit about Davis, whether you think he's a flip candidate, and maybe how else the final landscape for 2021 looks as we put it to bed? 
Well, my colleague, Greg Biggins, did a story with Ray John Davis this week where Davis said he was 100% committed to LSU. And I know Davis has been helping LSU recruit the likes of Corey Foreman. He's been in the fold for quite a while. LSU's had a, a, some has landed some blue chippers out of the Golden State. Elias Ricks last cycle being the headliner, and now they have Davis in the fold here. And they're, and they're trying to close out with Corey Foreman and a few others. Uh, Davis has obviously kept the lines of communication open with a couple other programs, but he was going to visit LSU again this weekend for the Alabama game. Corey Foreman was going to be part of that per Greg Biggins as well. Um, I would say that it's a long shot under the circumstances based on what I know about this recruitment. Um, but uh, Ohio State's a program that prospects tend to keep in touch with, even if they're committed elsewhere. Still looking to close out with a dynamic duo from out west. Ekbuka is expected to visit Oklahoma and then decide, and JT is going to run this thing right out to the end. Everyone thinks now it is a Bama Buckeyes battle. We'll take a quick break, come back with more Steve Wolfong. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. We are back. One of the cool things about covering recruiting is you get to see a guy when he's younger in his teens blossom into a badass man on the football field headed for the NFL. Steve and I were talking before the show about one of these success stories and felt like we'd bring it to the show. And that is Tommy Togiai, the defensive tackle for the Buckeyes, who has been a great contributor thus far in his career. But this season has really emerged the anchor of the defense in the middle He is consistently drawing and beating double teams, very much strengthening his pro football resume. You followed his recruitment like it's your job because it was. Well, I just remember there being, you know, Ohio State was always in there and you felt good about him at one point. But then was he going to stay out west? He's from Pocatello, Idaho, Highland High. They've had a lot of good football players come out of Pocatello, Idaho, by the way. Um, uh, But, uh, I remember, you know, he obviously committed to Ohio State uh, pretty late in the process. And uh, I remember asking someone at Ohio State, like, when they truly felt good about it, it, uh, knowing that they were a finalist the whole time. But I remember the guy saying back to me, finally felt really good about it, like right when his mom started asking about what classes for early enrollment. So they didn't have – they didn't have any idea what the young man was going to do until mom started asking about early enrollment classes. And once they knew that they had that, I think it, the commitment, I think, came like right after that. So I, I don't think they felt great in the Woody until mom was asking about early enrollment classes. So it's always funny to me what the tell is or what the tip is uh, for, for colleges and where they think their position is with the kid. If you were going to bet on a Buckeye to play at least 10 years in the NFL, 
I think Togiai might be your safest bet right now. Guys that are that size, that are that strong, he is the strongest person on the football team, and he gets a little bit of a pass rush. Defensive tackles that get a little bit of a rush are also guys who get picked a little bit higher. So the Tommy Togiai story is one of great success, and Ohio State is benefiting greatly from it. Concerns coming in about the defensive tackles coming into the season, and boy, we were all so wrong about that. That's been an absolute strength for the team thus far. My guy Pete Werner may play 10 years in the NFL. Indianapolis product. There's no question that Pete Werner fits the modern mold, too. He is great in coverage. I was telling you before the show, I am a nerd doing these mock drafts, and he is coming up around the late second, early third round, which means at least a five-car garage for old Pete, especially in the Indianapolis suburbs, which are remarkably affordable. Pete's dad played in the NFL out of uh, Wabash College. I, I believe, which they play in the Monon Bell game every year against DePaul, which might be the oldest running rivalry in college football. And Pete Werner played corner in high school in a lot of big games, so you knew he was uber-athletic. He flipped from Notre Dame. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember that, too. He was a longtime Notre Dame commit late in the process. And those are the kind of recruiting wins, you know, who knows who runs into who in the college football playoff. Sometimes these games, these big games, are decided by – a big play or, or a particular player and a Pete Werner recruitment, you know, impacts the college football playoff down the road. Talking about Notre Dame and recruiting right there, Donovan Edwards, you know, arguably the number one running back in the Midwest. And one time I thought was going to be a Buckeye before Evan Pryor and Travion Henderson joined the fold. The Michigan native was thought to be leaning towards Michigan. Now we're hearing a lot about Notre Dame. Is this uh, the Fighting Irish kind of playing their cards right while they're on top and Michigan is not on top? Well, I think it's just a case of Notre, Notre Dame and, and, and maybe a couple other programs playing the long game here. Uh, obviously, Ohio State was the early program to beat. Um, I, I think Michigan had emerged for the last couple months as the one to, to, to beat the Donovan has always held on hope that he'd be able to take some visits and, and has some strong relationships with Georgia and Oklahoma. And he's been to Georgia and he wanted to get to Oklahoma. Um, and, and so he's playing out his senior year. Now they have a big playoff game this weekend. And, and obviously y'all know as well as anybody, Michigan's not playing too well right now. And, and talking to people around Donovan, I think that has opened the door for some other programs like Notre Dame, who's also close to home, who's also running the ball well who also always has a good offensive line. Uh, and, and, and you, you know, Notre Dame just had the biggest win of the Brian Kelly era. There's a different kind of swagger for them on the recruiting trail right now that we haven't seen in South Bend in a while uh, with a win like that. Uh, I'm not predicting him to go to Notre Dame, but uh, Notre Dame has kind of been the little engine that could in that recruitment and hung around and uh, just, you know, maintained relationships with, with the family and the coach and the kid and, I know they've had some contact with them since they beat Clemson and, and, and we'll see, but it's, you know, we always like to write teams off early in the year. Uh, that's just the nature of the beast. When I say we, I mean, people in the sports media, not necessarily you or me, uh, Daniel, Michigan's got another opportunity Saturday night to, you know, write the ship and beat a Wisconsin team that's ranked at night, uh, on, you know, in front of a large TV audience. And that would kind of quiet the whispers. So you and so we'll see we'll see what Michigan does you know, on Saturday night against Wisconsin. The negativity coming out of Michigan is a little bit louder than whispers. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
Thanks, y'all. See you on the front row.